ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌ ಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನ್ನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾವಿದ್ವಿಷಾವಹೈ we just chant from the beginning so we we are oriented to it yeah yatha nirindha no vanhihi svayo navupashamyati tatha vrittikshaya chittam svayo navupashamyati svayo navupashantasya manas satya kamatah indriyartha vimudhasya anrutah karma vashanugah chittameva hi samsarah tat prayatnena shodhayet yachittastanmayo bhavati kuhyame tat sanatanam chittasya hi prasadhena anti karma shubhashubham ಪ್ರಸನ್ನಾತ್ಮನೆ ಪ್ರಸನ್ನಾತ್ಮಾತ್ಮನೆ ಸ್ಥಿತ ಸುಖಮ್ಯಯಮಶ್ನುತೆ ಸಮಸಕ್ತೋರ್ವಿಷಯಗೋಚರೆ ಯ್ರಹ್ಮಣಿ ಸ್ಯಾತ್ತೋ ನಮುಜ್ಯತೆ ಬಂಧನಾತ್ ಮನೋಹಿತ್ವಿಧಂ ಪ್ರೋಕ್ತ ಶುದ್ಧಂಚಾಶುದ್ಧಮೇವ ಅಶುದ್ಧಂ ಕಾಮ ಸಂಕಲ್ಪ ಶುದ್ಧಂ ಕಾಮ ವಿವರ್ಜಿತ ಮನ ಎವ ಮನುಷ್ಯಾಣ ಮಾಂಡುಕ್ಯಕಾರಿಕೋ ಗೌಡಪಾದಾಚಾರ್ಯ ದ ಗ್ರ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ಗುರು ಆಫ್ ಆದಿಶಂಕರ ರೈಟ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಇಸ್ ಸಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ದ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ಇಸ್ ರಾಧರ್ ದ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಟ್ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಇನ್ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ದಟ್ಸ್ ಅ ಬೆಟರ್ ವೇ ಟು ಪುಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಸಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಟು ಲಯಾ ಅಂಡ್ ವಿಕ್ಷೇಪ ಅಂಡ್ ಹಿ ಸೇಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಟು ಡೂ ವೆನ್ ಲಯಾ ಆರ್ ವಿಕ್ಷೇಪ ಕಮ್ಸ್ ಲಯೇ ಲಯಾ ಸಂಬೋಧಯೇ ಚಿತ್ತಂ so when there is laya means what sleep <laughs> then sambodhayet means get to the place of calling the mind back <laughs> well if the mind is asleep how to how to call it back <laughs> well be mindful that's all it is so be mindful of the fact that you know there is sleep coming and then call the mind back call the mind back the buddhi is active here and the buddhi calls the mind back and then what happens when there is vikshepa laya means sleep vikshepa means distraction vikshiptam shamayet punaha layat sambodhayet chittam vikshiptam cha shamayet punaha 
So vikshiptam means if it is if it is distracted, puna shamayet means resolve it, quieten it down again. This is true of uh, whether one is meditating or not. And the whole idea of meditation is so that one has a say over the ways of the mind in, in the regular life. Otherwise, one is keeping on imagining things. One is keeping on getting anxious, getting, uh, coming in the spate of, you know, reacting all the time to everyday events, circumstances, people, situations and objects in one's life. And these reactions, as we have seen in other uh, classes, is coming from the storehouse of the unconscious. So they blindside one and you don't even know those reactions are there. And so the point is to not try to, as Gaudapadacharya is going to say, not try to plumb the unconscious, like when did this happen, what memory is this associated with. That's not the issue. The point is to resolve it and... Uh, by integrating uh, the the being, the, uh, the the part of the ahankara that's associated with the uh, unconscious in the form of the inner child. That is the problem. The ahankara splits into at least two. One is the adult and the other one is the inner child. So the, the, the adult ahankara has to be able to, you know, disidentify with the inner child and or inner children and put them to bed without trying to wonder why they exist and what is all this, you know. So vikshepa means the distractions coming out of, you know, the mud bubbles of the inner antakarna, the, 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 the deep mind, the unconscious, the deep part of the mind, the inaccessible part of the mind, and uh, throwing a shade on, on, on one's, you know, responses or rather reactions to all kinds of situations. And even if one is sitting quietly, not reacting to situations, what happens? There is, you know, there is always some... Um, some imagination or some uh, dread, dreadful thought that the mind automatically goes and creates a scenario. Creates a scenario we have seen earlier of self-fulfilling prophecy and I think in the earlier verse, you know, uh, where it said that yachittaha uh, tanmayo bhavati So as one thinks you know, when the thoughts have power and when, it's not that the thoughts have power, you know, over the person, but the thoughts are powerful because they, they provide a certain conviction which influences one's actions and behavior. That's why thoughts have power. Because, uh, what's that word? Subliminal. It's a subliminal conditioning that I'm giving myself constantly by, by harping on one thing in the mind. So, whether it's some core issue or something that has upset or all these things. So, this is what is called distraction because the mind is supposed to think, but it's a, you are the master of the mind. So, it's supposed to think what you have, you know, it should be available for you to enjoy rather than it becomes some kind of a, you know, burden to carry. And so, therefore, what? Layat Sambodhayet Chittam Sambodhayet means please call it back Please call it back Sambodhayet Chittam Sambodhayet means 
call it back. And then vikshiptam. So when there is vikshepa, distractions or useless thoughts are coming when in the in the meditation, vikshiptam cha shamayet punaha. So if it if there is vikshepa, then bring it back again and bring it back in a different way. Calm it down. Shamayet means calm it down. Yeah. So if somebody is angry, you do upashamana, you know, and in fact, all fire stations in India are called Agni Upashamana Kendra, <laughs> meaning <laughs> where the fire is calmed down. Yeah. So calm it down in case of Vikshepa. And, uh, you know, then the next the next line is even better. Sakashayam uh, Vijaniyat know the mind to have the unconscious you know kashayena sahavartate it that which remains along with the unconscious mind is what is called sakashaya you can't have the mind without unconscious in fact the word kashaya comes from some kind of a ayurvedic uh, you know terminology where the a thick, uh, you know, decoction of various herbs is prepared and it's very viscose and, uh, you know, bitter and uh, dif difficult to look at and even di more difficult to drink. Uh, so that's what is called kashaya. And um, and then the mind has that, uh, that bitter, thick um, sludge, sludge-like um, component called the unconscious. And don't be afraid of it. Vijaniyat, may you know. And then what? Sampraptva navichalayet. Don't shake it out and don't try to stir it. Navichalayet means don't try to go to the bottom of it. Just deal with it. You know, it's useless to find. You know, it's like finding the Nadimula. Nadimula means what? You go somewhere and find where is the origin of this river. You will never find it. You know? And uh, so, so therefore what? Don't be trying to find the origin of the unconscious because the unconscious is a gift of Maya. And then, you know, so she is Anadi. The unconscious is also Anadi. But Anta is inside. You don't have to kill the unconscious. You have to integrate it and, and by dissociating from uh, associating with its thoughts and, uh, you know, sorrows and fears. And so, therefore, sakashayam vijaniyat sampraptva na vijalayet na swadayet rasam tatra nissango pragnaya bhavet. Very beautiful um, advice for meditation. So, na swadayet rasam tatra. So, this is, you know, when uh, in the meditation or in the life, uh, when uh, vikshepa comes, when one is doing some task and some horrible thought comes, you know, uh, Samayet punaha, bring the mind back to the assigned task. And then sometimes what happens is that the vikshipa is not always, you know, bad. Some good thoughts also occasionally come. Good thoughts means good memories. And then, oh, how nice it was. I got a prize and everybody clapped. I received a, what is that? A big prize from the minister. How nice those days were. You know, this is also as a kind of a going into the unconscious longings. And then, uh, so, it uh, it gives rise to the unconscious is also the storehouse of uh, a few, 
and far between <laughs> happy memories and so when that comes that is also distracting you know so then that's why he says naswadayet rasam tatra it can even be a simple thought what a wonderful meditation i am having oh i'm enjoying this immediately that oneness goes <laughs> ha ah. so therefore what so therefore uh, you know nas na aswadayet rasam tatra you know if you have a wonderful experience in the meditation what uh you know keep it uh, uh, you know bring it back to the witness you know in one place i don't know which conference they asked me to lead a meditation and you know i thought oh this is not this is so easy this is not a big deal but then <laughs> you know not so fast because <laughs> what happened there was something very uh, interesting because these people who i was teaching had no experience in fact if somebody has no experience in meditating it is safe you can teach whatever there is to teach but here there was something else going on because the half of them were for were from some group in india uh, some kalki group or something like that and uh, you know and their teacher whoever he or she was had told them to associate and get entangled with each and every emotion that comes up in the meditation <laughs> and so some of them were wailing and here i was trying to lead it was a guided meditation and here i was trying to lead and then somebody is screaming howling wailing and somebody else is shaking back and forth like this you know as though they are sitting in a indian bus going on a rural indian road and uh, you know this was this was uh, i got a little uh, concerned about their welfare because one of them was repeatedly hitting the back of her head against the wall in this shaking and then when i woke her up and tried to say okay you know shanti she said don't disturb i'm having a wonderful experience and so that's not the point the point of meditation is not to go along with the experience whether it's good or bad the point is to be with the meditator this is what is told here layavikshayaparahitam so if you are going on, you know if you are following a a wonderful thought or a wonderful experience of the meditation then what is happening then there is that the split between the experience and the experiencer has widened ha <laughs> yeah so you remain with the witness oh then i am remaining with the experiencer not necessarily you are remaining with the witness which is the truth of the experience and the experiencer ha ah, that is the idea so laya vikshe parahitam that's and that is why gauda padacharya says cautions naswadayet rasam tatra you know tatra means in this experience don't keep testing uh, the the wonderful experience and uh, get involved with the experience and merge into the experience that kind of merging is already happening in the non meditative state so when you take up a serious sadhana like meditation if you start merging in that experience also you may as well just go and eat ice cream what's the point <laughs> you know there also you can happily merge and uh, spare yourself of trying to meditate naswadayet rasam tatra what 
Nishango pragnaya bhave, use the pragnya, pragnya here means that wisdom coming from the shastra and the wisdom of uh, the, uh, you know, the witness, the, the sakshi, resort to the sakshi here and then come back, come back to the sakshi, let go of the pleasant experience because the meditation, you know, calms down the mind, brings down the blood pressure, all those experiences are very pleasant. So forget about that. Don't try to identify or involve yourself with that because that itself becomes, you know, that can either go into laya or vikshepa, both of which we are trying to avoid. Nissango pragnaya bhavet. So be with the witness and then you'll find that you can go deeper into the meditation because you are firmly with the truth of the, uh, the, the I. And that is when the, uh, the identification with the experience and the hankering after the experience and the identi or the identification with the experiencer who is worried what is happening in this meditation, both of them drop. And there is a certain kind of a oneness, you know. Uh, that's called samadhi, savikalpa samadhi, and uh, you know. So this is uh, this is what is said, and that samadhi is not knowledge, but samadhi helps one to to calm down the mind and keep it like it is said in this verse. Laya vikshaparahitam manakritva sunishchalam. Sunishchalam means you know sthairya. Sthirasya uh, bhava. So you 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 bring uh, you know a certain kind of a nishchalata. I told you earlier that this these verses are divided. There are uh, uh, into uh, few topics. So uh, you know the first uh, topic in these verses that are that are uh, that we are discussing. The first topic is what is called chitta shuddhi. You know chitta shuddhi means the cleansing of the the cleansing of the mind. How does how is the uh, mind here means antakarna? How is the antakarna cleansed? For body there is a soap. What is there for the mind? You know, there's only hope. That's all. <laughs> no soap, only hope. And what is the hope here? The 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 the, <laughs> the, the hope is that the whatever I'm doing will work. And what is in uh, you know told to do here? Because the two blocks to the knowledge are chitta ashuddhi and chitta chanchalyam, chitta chanchalyam. You know, is janchalyam uh, means the mind is too fleeting, unable to focus, inability to focus is called janchalyam. You know, um, and janchalata, and then the uh, what is that? Chitta ashuddhi means this is the you know all kinds of uh, the ragadveshas uh, which are there in the in the heart are. Uh, or calm down or dismissed or you know suspended with the help of this chitta shuddhi chitta shuddhi is what is called bahiranga sadhana i'm going to write this bahiranga sadhana chitta shuddhi okay chitta shuddhi is called a practice that is an more of an chitta shuddhi is gained by an outward practice of busying oneself letting go of the results of action dedicating uh, getting rid of kartritvam doership dedicating the action to bhagavan and receiving the results with the prasada buddhi all these things is what is called chitta shuddhi okay and then 
then we have this is what is called bahiranga sadhana means it's more of a outward sadhana of charity of getting busy doing things that help people so that one is not always you know uh, fulfilling ragadveshas or getting frustrated that the ragadveshas are not going away so this is what it is one one grows by giving by giving and giving in so many ways one gains what is called emotional maturity then there is a, you know the, the that is the first set of verses up till 5 or 6 then right now we are looking at the um, verses that um, are antaranga sadhana means a kind of a you know spiritual practice sadhana uh, which is uh, designed to um, to um, which is an inner practice which is designed to make the mind what is that make the mind sthira still so there are two problems chitta ashuddhi and chitta chanchalata so there is the the mind is moving in uh, all kinds of unrelated ways and then there is a the, the mind is full of all kinds of pri- wrong priorities and unmanageable binding desires these are the two problems so the, the and then the the mind with the binding desires is subject to reactivity anger all these things we know all this we have seen this in detail and then you know these are the two problems so the first problem of chitta ashuddhi is taken care of with what is called bahiranga sadhana and the bahiranga sadhana here is karma yoga karma yoga means you know um, having a uh, schooling oneself to have a prayerful life where one's you know one's attitude towards action and result of action is revolutionized by bringing in bhagavan and ishvara and making bhagavan the actor sometimes you know they they put the guru and say it is the guru who is acting doesn't matter whatever the whole thing is so you bring bhagavan in and then you ascribe the doership to bhagavan and then you Uh, you know and then you receive the actions uh, uh, result as prasada gleefully uh, you school yourself to do that and then whatever you do you do it for the sake of self growth so every action in your life becomes a means to growth so this is how chitta shuddhi is gained because there is a lot of sacrifice involved karma yoga is not as easy as it looks it's a lifelong sadhana and chitta shuddhi is gained because there is sacrifice and a ragadvesha that is starved dies away uh, naturally so a starved ragadvesha you keep starving it starving it it will die away and so that this way there is calmness of the mind uh, gained and the, and then what and then they, then that is not enough because the next problem is that of chitta chanchalata uh, sorry uh, yeah so chitta yeah chitta chanchalata so this chitta naishchalyam is needed chitta naishchalyam means the staying power of the mind and that is through the practice of meditation where you keep bringing the mind back to an assigned task uh, right now right here which is what yeah the mantra om namah shivaya whatever mantra you may be practicing gayatri etc so the, this is this is what needs to be done and so chitta so the bahiranga sadhana brings about what is called you know chitta shuddhi and the antaranga sadhana brings about chitta naishchalyam so chitta shuddhi uh, is 
Antaranga sadhana. So Antaranga sadhana makes the mind unmoving, makes them uh, bring stillness. So in their uh, practice meditation, you know, which is meditation, you know, what, what does it do? Brings uh, still, brings the gift of stillness. And then Bahiranga Sadhana, which is Karma Yoga, brings the gift of a mind that is free of uh, binding Raga and Dvesha. Okay, so this is, this is what we have seen so far. And then the question will come, what is the question? How long I have to do this meditation? <laughs> because right now we are doing Antaranga Sadhana. And so the next one, you know, clarifies that. Tavadeva nirodhavyam yavadhridigatam kshayam etadhyanancha dhyanancha shesho nyagascha vistaraha So this is very interesting because the question is how long should, should the meditation take place? So here the meditation is described here and in uh, elsewhere in other Upanishads. The meditation is uh, described, the practice of meditation is described as what, you know, as, as letting the mind sink into the heart. It's kind of a nice image. I mean, although it doesn't really make sense, here we are not talking obviously of the real heart. We are talking of the spiritual heart. But then how is the spiritual heart different from the mind, which is also again not discernible. So those are two things which are which really don't uh, exist as objects. They are uh, they are what is that? Um, they are cognized through what is called witness perception, Sakshi Pratyaksha. And so therefore, how are you going to resolve one in the other and how the, how is this mind, which you don't know where it is, most of the time when you talk of the mind, you just want to say never mind. And so how is this never mind going to resolve in the heart, again within quotes. But somehow it makes sense because the heart is the heart of the matter, which is the witness. Yeah. Which is the which is the the the, the core of uh, the I, which is which is cognized as the witness of the mind, body, everything, thoughts, feelings, ahankara, etc. So it is even uh, the witness is even the witness of the 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 ahankara, the I thought. Okay, and the witness is the one that is sort of, you know, that is, that is there, that just is there as I am, I am. So this is the heart of the matter, where the mind and all his thoughts are a go and, you know, go and just, uh, what is that, resolve. So that is the laya that one is wanting. So therefore, this is the, um, you know, this is the, uh, the practice that is gained both through Karma Yoga, through the practice of Karma Yoga and through the practice of meditation. And so the, the question here that is being, this is also from the Amrita Bindu Upanishad and uh, so this verse. And so the question that is being addressed here is how long should I do this? How long should I keep resolving the witness into the heart? into the, you know, sorry, resolving the mind into this witness consciousness. How long should I keep doing these practices that enable the mind to, to 
to resolve and the answer is tavadeva until such time nirodhavyam nirodhavyam means you know resolved actually nirodha means to stop but here nirodha means to 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 uh, you know to to bring it to a uh, to bring the mind to a close to bring the mind to a uh, to a resolution and then what yeah, so the mind, the word mind is not uh, uh, given here but we have to supply that from the context and then yavat uh, you know until which until such time hridi gatam kshayam where it it comes to an end in the heart <laughs> which the mind as what as a separate entity it is one with the witness that is the idea so this is what in other places in uh, you know other uh, um, contentions and philosophies is called manonasha it's not that the mind is being destroyed the mind is recognized through the gift of antaranga sadhana that it is not a it is not a separate entity because that's where the separation comes and the separation causes anxiety and that separation is a gift of what is that you know is a gift of um, ajnanam atma ajnanam which is what what is atma ajnanam self ignorance so because of the self ignorance there are desires there is a desire to go behind the desires all this all this originates from that and so one you know it is assumed here that one is going to uh, you know one is pr- uh, pursuing the knowledge and also doing the meditation and then what so therefore what how long should i practice meditation until the mind gets melts in the heart until the mind is no longer there troubling as a separate entity that doesn't mean that you get into a no thought state that's not the idea where the thoughts do not afflict the pres- neither the presence of the thought nor the absence of the thought afflicts so get to that place where one is where the mind is not you know the issue where uh, and this is what the gift of nama japa so uh, you know keeping on saying the name of bhagavan you know what happens one forgets oneself and what does one forget one forgets that one has credit card debt one forgets that there are so many things to do one forgets a lot of you know um, r- dr- dr- uh, grudges and that one is you know dragging one forgets fear one forgets all these things and so this is the gift of nama japa that uh, the, the, there is one uh, you know mano nasha so to speak where the mind is not uh, you know troubling and then what etat gyanam this is the knowledge that you've been hankering for where you know whatever is there between the temples called antakarana the mind the chittam and what else ahankara buddhi all of them are in your service and they don't lead you around like a you know round and round go like a sorry go round of life and then they don't uh, react to everything and may drag you down uh, and uh, you know so that you get affected by every falling leaf and every you know gust of wind your tranquility is not disrupted and that is what the knowledge is that i am unafflicted by anything that is happening to me or even to the mind and the mind that is keeping on reacting is doing it on its own i am not involved this is gnana 
and then etat this is called instant knowledge because it is teaching us patience yeah it is it is teaching us patience so it is instant gnanam and so this is uh, you know this is what is called etat gnanam this is the knowledge you know this is gnanam this is atmagnanam where one is not afflicted uh, by the condition of the mind and where the mind is also brought to a certain stillness where one is not always reacting and etat dhyanam cha dhyanam means not meditation here contemplation this is what all the gnanis do ha ah, this is what all the gnanis do and this is what the, you know this is what is gnanam and what how does the gnani spend their life the gnani spends his or her life through what through this contemplation you know kalam nayet you know kalam nayet means spend the time what doing what you know nididhyasena through the through the practice of contemplation where one is constantly just enjoying that you know oneness where the mind as a separate entity ceases to trouble ceases to trouble and then so that is the idea the last three verses so as i said these verses are divided into three and the first set is for what bahiranga sadhana the second set which which we have just finished is antaranga sadhana and the last three verses are the description of a gnani how does the gnani you know act or what is the state of state is not the right word but what is the what is the what is the gnani's experience in the life and how to understand that and uh, not that gnanam is an experience but how does the gnani live live in the life so the last three verses are uh, are that you know let us look at this one they are very interesting पचति भूतानी दिस इज एक्चुअली काइंड ऑफ यू नो कॉमन सुक्ता सुक्ता मीन्स नॉट अवर न्यूज लेटर ऑफ द सेम नेम यू नो नॉट नॉट यू नो not the newsletter with the same name but sukta means a certain subhashitas you know small sayings that are there and this is also from the mahabharata there is a similar verse that is there so kalaf pachati bhutani this is only in sanskrit you can say this if if you if you translate it you have you you know it just is like time cooks all the beings <laughs> all the uh, you know all the things in the jagat okay time cook you know cook means what you know ripens destroys ages that is what we have to say because if you keep a carrot in the fridge it will last for 10 days perhaps because if it's nicely kept in the vegetable drawer but the same carrot you cook it and keep it it will only last for what one or two days after that you have to throw it away maybe three days and then so this is what is uh, you know time cooks all the <laughs> what all the um all the bhutani is elementals things that have come out of the five elements 
so it is not a stir fry cooking you know stir fry cooking you know that you know where you just uh, cut the vegetables and throw it in the in 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 the wok yeah in a in a big uh, round <laughs> shaped container called wok here we call it kadhai same thing and then it is just a little bit fried you know fried again within quotes you just take a spoon and do this and it doesn't matter and then you put some soya sauce or whatever and then it doesn't matter and this is very important doesn't matter if the stove is on or not you just go like that and then you take it off the vegetables are what is called stir fried you know this is the chinese style of cooking in china you go you take a hot they take a hot griddle just you know show the heat to the vegetables just like uh, you know just like a little bit and then they it the, the, the vegetables come out this is not the kind of cooking done by time how does time cook it is more like that bhaji in pav bhaji you know we have a we have a concoction called pav bhaji where you eat bread with a mashed up vegetables so here you get a, you have to cut them fine and then you have to boil 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 the vegetables and then you mash it and then you cook it again with more spices and then after that you don't know whether you are eating vegetables you know it's all just a brown color you don't know what you are eating whether you are eating pulverized dining chair and table or whether you are eating vegetables you don't know you know both of them have some seasoning that's all so this is how the time cooks it pounds the it pounds everything out of existence kalav pachati bhutani sarvani bhutani everything without exception time pounds everything out of existence and then you have to say that if time you know the the the, the time is the pounder of things where is this pounding taking place ah <laughs> where is the mortar where is this cooking where is the kadai where is the wok in which this cooking is taking place mahatmani seventh case mahatmani in this atma that is being revealed in this atma that is being talked about in this atma that the valakhilyas wanted to know that the king brihadratha wanted to know in this very atma the time is do, doing a little what is that pav bhaji masala it is it is cooking yeah so is the you know if the uh, see the vegetables are pounded out of existence but do you how to throw away the wok after cooking no <laughs> the wok is washed and kept again for the next pounding ah so that is the idea time may be the cook time is just uh, sitting and doing its thing and everybody and let's say all the vegetables are crying mummy 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 what is happening i'm being pounded i'm being you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm in the in, in this hot hot walk and uh, so uh, what is this you know so it is all happening where what is the canvas so to speak the adhishthana what is the what is the uh, what is the what is that which is unmoving what is that that is not getting cooked what is that that is not being you know pulverized in the process of cooking what is that that is not being destroyed so cooks here means destroy the time destroys all things but what is that it doesn't destroy you 
you are that Mahatma, Mahatma here, uh, double meaning, Mahatma means that Atma, the great Atma which is the cause of the universe, one meaning, second meaning is that Atma which is what, you know, a, a Mahatma, the Jnani, yes, the Jnani Atma, the Jnani's Atma is called Mahatma, so the only thing that is not affected is the, is Mahatma because, so to speak, in the Atma, and not that Atma is a location, but that's why, in this as though locale of the Atma, all things are coming to an end and all things are under the spate of time except the Atma. And then what? And then here is the crown. Yasmin's <laughs> tu pachyate kalaha. So then the crowning glory of this kadhai is that it pulls in the cook. Who is cooking now? Time is cooking. Time is feeling very good and cooking all the bhaji and pounding each and every potato that it finds it is mashing and smashing the beans and all these things and feeling very good about itself. But this uh, walk this kadhai has got a special, uh, it's a special effects kadhai, <laughs> you know, some kind of a uh, sci-fi movie. And after the cooking is done, what does it do? It pulls the cook and cooks the cook, the kadhai. <laughs> so this walk is a dangerous walk. <laughs> Why? First it just is, uh, you know, it's the receptacle where everything is, you know, pounded and cooked and destroyed and then it destroys the time itself. Time which is cooking, you know, with a nice imagined time. Kala with a nice chef's hat and uh, what is that, you know, it is a, uh, what is that, uh, cooking, you know, in the restaurant which is space and then what, it is nicely frying every single thing in the universe pulverizing it and then what suddenly the wok the container in which this this whole thing the, the saucepan starts to pull in the cook and the cook says ayo 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 appa appa what are you doing <laughs> and the cook is cooked ah yasmins tu pachyate kaalaha yastam veda saveda vit so the one that knows both that in which everything is fried and then that which time fries, that in which time fries everything and that, that same thing in which time itself is fried. <laughs> so, Yastam, Yastam Veda, the one who knows that is what is called the Vedavit. He is the knower, she is the knower of Vedanta. It's a fantastic verse, isn't it? Yeah. So, very, very fantastic. So, I just feel like looking at it again just to make sure we have covered everything. Kalaf Pachyati Bhutani Sarvani Eva Mahatmani Yasminstu Pachyate Kalaha Yastam Veda Saveda So, the tables are turned. The cook was feeling very good. I'm, I am in charge. I am cooking everything. And then what, you know, it's not like the cook getting a small little cut and having to go bandage it, no. The cook is pulled into the wok and fried along with the vegetables. The cook is the final seasoning. The final seasoning uh, in the plate which is served is time, yeah. 
and you can uh, in, and and you want to make it more interesting you can spell time as t h y m e <laughs> so that is the final seasoning on the yeah exactly exactly so that is the final seasoning on the on the whole thing and the same idea is expressed in the in the kathopanishad uh, you know and i quoted this verse before yasya brahma chakshatram cha ubhe bhavatah odanah odanam ya ubhe bhavatah odanam and mrityuhu upasechanam mrityuhu here is time so for whom the the whole all the classes of society you know brahmana kshatriya etc they become rice and dal <laughs> for whom the gnani here is being talked about and what about time mrityu things mrityu means the one that brings everything to an end which is time upasechanam it's a pickle it's a little condiment on the side that you know it's not even the main dish it is so inconsequential for the one who eats time and that is what is atma that this knowledge makes one the idea is that this knowledge makes the gnani immortal not that the gnani is turning cannibalistic or you know omnivorous but the uh, gnani is becoming what the gnani is becoming totally aloof to time is beyond time you know and then how uh, what is the gnani's day to day experience of 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 their being in in the in the world is given in the next one let us look at that apamapo niragnava vyom nirvyomana lakshayet evam antargatam chittam purushah pratimuchyate so the chittam the mind of the gnani is antargatam antargatam means it has gone inwards are the mind is already in how much more in it can go well nowadays we are looking at some uh, what is that called you know various kinds of uh, delta waves and various waves they are trying to measure and that uh, you know and the meditation the, and the waves generated by the meditation which they are able to document is uh, is very interesting because they say that it's a it's a very deep deep level of the relaxation and uh, so they are able to now somehow put electrodes on the head and somehow document that so then what is that like from the experience standpoint of the gnani apam apaha you know so so if you if can you take out can you distinguish water from water if there is a body of water can you say this is this water and this is that water you can't it's all just water you know let's say you fill two uh, you know bowls of water and then you take a big bowl and then put this bowl of water and that bowl of water together and then can you then look at the water and say which water came from the bowl on the left hand side and which water water came from the bowl on the right hand side no you can't and then agnirag now similarly you get two pieces of kindling and then bring them together and have a fire can you say that the fire on the left belongs to the kindling on the right no it is it is impossible to separate to distinguish and then you know vyom nirvyoma 
and then let's say you if you are able to do this catch hold of a little bit of space here let's do it right now i caught hold of a little bit space here it is there in the palm of this hand and then i caught hold of a little bit space here and then i put them together here take so can you distinguish which space is what <laughs> no <laughs> and that is how the jnani is there is no separation between one and another and between oneself and another so this is what the whole thing is and this is the deep um, you know where the chitta is what is is not uh, uh, you know is not rearing its head for acknowledgement as a separate entity and waiting to be waiting to be uh, asserting itself that is what is called you know purushaha the one that fills up everything the one that uh, is everything and pratimuchyate that is the one that attains moksha muchyate means is freed all round prati means indeed freed totally totally freed and then the last one is also very nice yatha parvatam adiptam फायर a fiery mountain you know so what is a fiery mountain a fiery mountain is a mountain which is under the spate of a forest fire yeah okay so let's say there is a mountain and then all the vegetation on the mountain is burning so uh, so just like you know there is a burning mountain and then what do you see all the deer and the birds they the birds first one of the fire they they are crying chirping loudly and then they all leave their nests and leave the burning mountain and then what mriga mriga means the deer and other animals you know these are these are the two examples mriga and dvija birds are called dvija because first they the bird is born in an egg and then it is still alive in the egg and then the egg hatches so it has a second birth ah so so the mriga uh, means the um, what is that the the deer so mriga dvija you know mriga dvija deha it should be so uh, you know or it should be mriga dvijau but it i suppose it is uh, you know um it is chandasam it is uh, you know not exactly grammatically correct because there are so many versions of this upanishad it is uh, you know difficult or it could just be mrigadayah that would be better actually you know yeah so mrigadvijav it should be or it should be mrigadayah but this is how it was in the in the text so uh, we can either take it as chandasam or we can take it as some kind of a problem because of uh, not being uh, not keeping the records properly so mrigadaya hai just like how uh, you know all these uh, what is that these um, birds and uh, uh, deer etc how the deer keep going um, leaving the how the animals how the animals desert a burning mountain 
So that is the better way to do this. Just as how all the animals and beasts desert a, a burning mountain. So to the one who is, you know, uh, who is uh, a, a burn, who's burning with self-knowledge, what happens? All the flaws, all the doshas, all the karmas leave such a person. All the bestial parts of the nature, etc., leave such a person. Do not reside in the person because the fire here is seen as a, uh, you know, is seen as a deterrent to all the animals. In the example, in the drishtanta, in the darshtanta, in that which is exemplified, what do we see? We see that the knower of Brahman, uh, similarly for the knower of Brahman, all flaws, you know flow away, fall away, you know, desert the knower of Brahman. Yeah. And and uh, why is that? Why is that is because when one knows Brahman, one knows everything, one is no longer a karta, when is, one is no longer a bhokta, one is no longer a pramata, one, those distinctions are not there. What kind of distinctions? Any kind of distinctions are not there. And the karma, the, I am the doer. I am the experiencer, I am the knower, these things are not there, they have all been falsified. Even though the jnani may say, I come, I go, without needing to use the third person, you know, but still, in the mind, one is not, you know, doing the act, one is very clear that one is not doing the act of either going or coming, that the atma is, is, is fixed and it stays in one place, they know that. And so therefore what? So therefore, the, the jnani is, is uh, you know, is not subject to karma phala. This is something what, you know, this is a big contention in the Brahma Sutra and it is clearly told in the, uh, in the Upanishads. In the Kaushitaki Upanishad, you know, it goes so far as to say, Indra goes so far as to say that the one who has Atma Jnanam, you know, they can be, uh, you know, they can commit matricide or patricide, which are really horrible, uh, you know, crimes. They can kill their own mother and then they can kill their own father, Agyani, but not a hair on the head, he moves. Meaning what? They are not culpable. Why, why is it not culpable? Because the idea is, first of all, for the jnani to undertake such a horrible task must mean that that mother or father must be, you know, a menace to society and that's why this is being undertaken to help everybody else. That is the one thing. And second thing is, the jnani, it's impossible for the jnani to take up such an action. You know, just like, uh, what is that, you know, um, uh, this one, uh, Kam Kamsa, the uncle of Krishna had to be killed by uh, Lord Krishna. But Krishna doesn't get the papa, uh, the, the, the demerits of, of uh, killing, uh, you know, um, uh, killing Kamsa. No, no demerits are given here. You know, that this is something which is talked about very clearly. That even a hair on the head is not disturbed. Forget going to jail or anything like that. So then, you know, what happens? Where do the papas of the jnani go? Any idea? Huh? Let's say the jnani commits some... Because every action has to have a result. And unknowingly, let us say, the jnani steps on a small bug in the rainy season, not seeing or something like that. 
so where does the where does that so some small papas are accrued where does it go huh because it has to go somewhere what is the idea in the tradition yeah no that that is true but where does the papa no papa for him or her yes yeah and we should say him or her yeah goes to bhagavan <laughs> bhagavan is free of papa punya don't uh, you know ah very good prathima you got it yes absolutely <laughs> so ye janaha nindanti you know gnanim nindanti it cannot ishwara is free of papa punya so you cannot say it goes to ishwara this is a very interesting thing ha so ye janaha the, the people who say bad things uh, about the gnani to them the gnani's papa goes oh but that's not fair but that's how the law is <laughs> the law of karma is like that and then but there is a good thing also because the 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 the, the gnani is always doing wonderful things such as you know teaching vedanta that is a punya karma and uh, helping people being being the brahmanishtha etc Uh, yeah so to you know so then uh, where does the punya go ha uh, where does the punya accrued by the gnani go yes not to any shishyas to shishyas who have the most shraddha yes shraddhavanta disciples not just disciples any not just anybody who calls themselves a disciple so the the disciples with shraddha uh, gain the punya of the gnani and then that's why the feet uh, become the locus of attraction for everybody because they feel like the punya flows downwards from the head to the feet so so like edema or <laughs> <laughs> what a what a silly example but like edema everything all the punya you know collects at the feet and so people just you know if you should go to andhra pradesh and uh, people have this idea so they milk the feet they actually massage the, the legs and the feet from the knee onwards and, uh, and try to take out the punya uh, from the feet of the gnani so the idea is that the feet are the foundation of the punya and then what happens and then you put your head there because you want that osmosis of all the punya to come to you so if you have you know uh, if one has certain kind of you know wrong thoughts but for the sake of action is putting the head on the on the feet punya will not come you know your wrong thoughts means you know uh, ninda you criticizing the gnani put the, the critiques of the gnani whether they are students or not punya you know only papa comes but the ones who have shraddha regardless of whether they call themselves disciples or not all the punya goes to the disciples so that is the idea so that's why the gnani is free of all kinds of flaws <laughs> so that is the that is the whole thing so that uh, two things i want to say briefly before we conclude first thing is this that um, these verses you will notice are not numbered why aren't they numbered they are not numbered because they are not in any order ha ah. i have not uh, 
uh, you know, I have, I, they are just a motley collection, you know, not motley verses, but a motley collection that I have just chosen from all over the Upanishad, mostly from lessons 5 and 6, but from all over the Upanishad, from the appendix, etc. And uh, put them in a, some kind of an order so we can make sense and enjoy. So that's why they are not numbered. And the second thing I wanted to say is that before we conclude the practices that to understand that there is really, uh, you know, no conclusion. But here we have given the gist of the whole Upanishad, uh, you know, therefore we have to go back and read the first line before we, uh, you know, conclude. Om Brahma Yajna Vava Eshayat Purvesham Chayanam Tasmad Yajamanaha Chitva Etan Agnin Atmanam Abhidhyayet Sapurnaha Khalu Va Adva Avikalaha Sampadyate Yajnaha Kahaso Saha Abhi Abhidhyayaha Ayam Yaf Pranakhyaha Tasya Upakhyanam Om Purnamadav Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadagya Purnamevavashishyate Om Shanti Shanti Shantihi Harihi Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Harihi Om